0: This is the Suburban Folk Podcast, Episode 1, where we are going to review Tool's new album, Fear Inoculum.
1: I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks.
0: Hey guys, this is Greg with the Suburban Folk Podcast, and we're going to talk about Tool's new album, Fear Inoculum. It came out on August the 30th. It is August the 31st, so we've only gotten to listen to the Mm -hmm. album a couple times. You know, the opinions may change from one listen to another, but I've gotten the album in three times, and I'm joined by Brandon today, who I think has gotten the album in about the same amount of time.
1: In bits and pieces, yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, you know, the album is so long, you're only able to listen to it once in a uh, three-day period.
0: You have to sleep
1: (laughs) and eat and do other things.
0: So I thought maybe we'd start with... A quick history of Tool, for those that maybe don't know, for ourselves and, and presumably most people that will be listening, the, the, the 30-something old millennial crowd. Tool is sort of a, a seminal band, I think, for uh, most folks that were into any kind of hard rock during the era. So if you follow them from the very beginning, Opiate came out in 1992. They were more well-known in 93 with Undertow. For anybody that really knows Tool, Sober is probably the, the most known song, probably even still now. And then in 96 is when I first really came to know who the band was. So I would have been in middle school at that time. fit was one of my favorite songs. I remember specifically because my brother had the album and I would only listen to that song and I was sort of afraid that the rest of the album wouldn't be as good. So I would listen to that and then move on to like the Nirvanas and the Stone Temple Pilots and the other stuff like that. And then eventually I went and listened to the rest of the album and you know, the rest is history from there for me. And then after that was Lateralis in 2001, 10,000 days in 2006, and pay close attention from 2006 to 2019 is Fear Inoculum. So the, the, the big deal about this album is that there was 13 years between releases,
1: which is, for any band, a long amount of time. I think I did the math, it was like 4,400 days. It wasn't actually 10,000 days. Uh, So they left us a little short. However, I'm going to go ahead and take the low-hanging fruit. We may not have gotten additional tool material, but we did probably get about 35 Pussifer remixes, uh, which for anybody who doesn't know is uh, another band of Maynards as well as A Perfect Circle.
0: Yeah. Well, and actually a couple, you know, poignant things about the fact that Brandon and I are doing this podcast is from like Where Were You 13 years ago to their last... A release to now so um, for me single just out of college to now married a couple of kids and uh, Brandon's probably the first guy that I met through the kids right so that that's yeah. a certain uh, uh, mark that, that tends to happen once the kids come into the picture and you know we end up in
1: scars our,
0: <laughs> into our suburban lives so um, and, and from there I think once we sort of compare notes on, on music, it seemed like we were, we were pretty much in line. The deft tones, you know I what think, it, was...
1: You know what it was? It was both of our kids had... Our sons had the uh, Nirvana t-shirts. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I think both of our wives, like, I don't know, maybe Nick was wearing his, and then my wife saw uh, him with it and be like, oh, Charlie has the same one. And I, then... Yeah, the wives probably met before we did because I know when I drop the kids off, I'm just like go and and I like I say hi to the people that work there, but I couldn't tell you any of the other parents. I'm just sort of like Uh, right on go to your path. Yep, be a good kid.
0: (laughs) It's too early in the morning. It's just yeah, get them in there and and move on to the rest of the day. So, and and I think from there, I'll admit I hadn't gone to a lot of shows in quite a while. You know. before the last few years uh, uh, being in this area. But uh, since then, we've we've seen two of Maynard's bands. I've not seen yeah. Lucifer. But uh, we've seen both A Perfect Circle and Tool in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess remains to be seen if we go see Tool when they start uh, touring in support of Fear Inoculum.
1: Yeah. You talk about going to see shows. I would never saw a lot of concerts when I was younger. And then I think it was, oh, gosh. I was in Vegas for a conference, right? And yep. I went to the Hard Rock, and Deftones were playing. Yep. And I was like, man. And, like, the hard part for me was, like, I had to talk myself into going to that show. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was like, I don't know, anything in Vegas. It's like, right. you could walk five minutes yep. to get there. sure. But I had to, like, psych myself up to go yeah. there. And I'm yep. like, like one of your favorite bands, was Deftones is rad, is playing. And you're here. Go. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to go. I'm too tired. And then I was, after that show, and it was an amazing show because have you ever been to the joint at the Hard Rock in Vegas? I have. After that, I kind of just made a um, a promise to myself to see more live music, um, and it's great. Uh, there actually have actually been you know, medium to, to large-scale names come through. Uh, I just, you know, Nas, uh, Tool has come through, Pussifer, uh, Talib Kweli, uh, Willie Nelson, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh, who else? Ludacris has come through. Uh, Foo Fighters, I've seen twice here. Yeah, and uh, so I think I, we we're really fortunate to live in this fairly—you know, it's a it's a medium-sized city mm-hmm. area—but um, we're we're pulling good name acts that are uh, within an hour driving distance. I
0: mentioned my my experience with Tool. Like I said, I, specifically for me, it was was animal. I was let's say a little bit young. For the first couple albums, then I sort of worked backwards, mm-hmm. and uh, 2001 in general was a really good year for for alternative music. That's when White Pony came out. Ooh, passenger, yeah, Weezer's yeah. green album came mm-hmm. out. Stains break the cycle, which you know didn't age well, but was good at the time. He's
1: doing country now. <laughs> um, so, what about for you? When did you first discover Tool? Undertool. Uh, okay. Um there was I went to a very small private school but um for some reason uh and it was very it was very um forward uh on the edge of knowing music like i had um and my grandmother was pretty cool too she had one of those uh cassette tape subscription things yeah. So I would always be like, "Grandma, can you order me this album?" Yeah, right. And she'd just get it for me because it cost her like three cents, like the
0: Columbia House. Yes, BMI, B- yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that stuff.
1: <laughs> so like, I had I had Undertow on cassette, right. uh, Blind Melon, uh, Porno for Pyros, uh, just all that great great music that was coming out, and yeah. So so Undertow on cassette was the first Tool album I bought or I got and then I reverse engineered it back to opiate. I don't know if I wound up buying that on my own later mm. on when I was older. Yeah. Uh, but I've got opiate, uh, undertow and enema on cassette. Um, mm-hmm. and so undertow is interesting because it has that like, uh, 90, uh, 98, I think 98, actually. uh, <laughs> tracks of nothingness, but literally if you take a full length cassette, which is probably two hours worth of tape, maybe, I don't know. I could be wrong, but basically you had side a, which probably had the first five songs. I don't know, maybe more, but on the second side, you you had to listen to all that silence to get to the, to disgustipated or as I affectionately called it, the uh, uh, sermon in the barnyard. Yeah. Uh, right. you know, look at the cries of the carrots, and then the the story of the guy on the side of the road, and this is necessary and stuff. But you know, let's let's count that also as one of those uh, uh, filler songs or filler elements, which I know you and I were talking yeah. about. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but
0: it, it becomes very prevalent in the in the the further that the tool goes in their history. Yes, um, and, and where. With the 13 years between 10,000 Days and this album, Fear Inoculum,
1: what's changed (laughs) for your day-to-day life? Uh, Mortgage, changed jobs, children, wife, dog. So basically everything. Yeah. You know, I went, like like you, from being single. uh, My wife and I may have been dating. I'd have to actually look at the month. Uh, in 2006, when they came out, but I I had moved here already, um, and and gotten the album. And I mean, you know, Tool's one of those bands, and I'm kicking myself for not buying the physical album or pre-ordering because they're all sold out now. But Tool's one of those bands where it's like I'm going to buy their physical album because right. I know there's going to be a lot of artwork to it. There's going to be, I don't want to say it's you know some some stunt that they're doing to get you to buy it, but right. you know that's it, part of their whole thing. They they are artists, um, and having the physical CD, there's always something in there as almost like a thank you for buying it. Like right. So Undertow, unfortunately, had some you know, artwork in it. And for those of you who, who have this, uh, there's some unfortunate <laughs> artwork in there that you'll probably uh, never get out of your, your, your mind. Um, and then Enema had the uh, um, uh, moving covers. There was two of them. Right. And then yep. there was a, uh, a tribute to uh, Bill Hicks, who uh, you know they Maynard and 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 Bill Hicks I think then they they from the biography they were mm-hmm. they were going to go on tour together right. like a and comedy metal show I think so uh, and then Lateralis God what did Later- Lateralis have
0: Lateralis was the like the clear insert oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so and could, it overlay sort of builds on itself yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah which I feel like even with their live shows most of the art that you see on it all the screens is very much Lateralis so yep
1: and then Ten Thousand Day had the uh, you know the goggles right which uh, I left mine in my car and it got really hot and the glue separated from the goggles. (laughs) So after like a week I could never see the image, the stereoscopic images again. So uh, that was, that was ruined for me. Um, But this one, this one, you didn't get the physical. I did not No, We both missed the, the pre-sale, but this one shipped with like a a video screen. So
0: yeah, it was. And like you said, I, I, the difference in let's say the 13 year ago me and the current me, my mind went to, you know, gimmick and sort of the money aspect. I mean, it was, it was $50 on Amazon. Right. And I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty pricey for 10 songs, you know, and, and, you know, what are you getting in there? And, and so my buddy sent me a note and said, okay, you can find it cheaper. I won't won't say where, but (laughs) you know that, that I could get it cheaper. So I was going to, and then by then it was already sold out and it was gone. Um, but The other in that conversation with him was talking about 10,000 days and like, when's the last time you've actually gone in and looked at the thing? It's kind of cool when you actually remember it, but the amount of times I've interacted with it, you know, count on one hand, right? So, um, and the other thing we were just talking about before we started the podcast is, um, when the album Came out and we knew we could listen to all of the songs. If you go on Amazon, sounds like eBay as well. These things are out there. I saw it for $150. Jeez. Um, so, so, it, of- so
1: it's so it's already reached. And, and I mentioned this. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Salival, Salival, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Right. Like that's there's, – there's the VHS version. There's the DVD version of that. Um, if you try and buy that now, it's – probably close to a hundred two hundred dollars depending on the condition yeah um, but Salival, oddly enough is one of the one of the the is is the album quotes uh, that did not make the uh, streaming platforms right. right uh and I don't know if that's because of some lawsuit copyrights because of uh maybe no quarter I don't know right
0: yeah or if they just consider that all b-sides that's not part of the
1: official discography there's, or anything like that. I don't, there's yeah. eight tracks on it right. and and four of them aren't on any other album.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, sure.
1: Doing a quick count of the current album, there are what I'm going to call four maybe connective tissue if I'm being kind or um, you know, throwaway tracks if you will. That leaves six Six, quote, songs that you could just listen to on the new album, which is only two more than the unique content that was on uh, On Salival. Right. So give me Salival on streaming instead of me having to find ways of listening to that music (laughs) as I prepared for um, Uh, this album to come out.
0: Well, let's be honest. The beauty of that one is what age range we would have been, let's say, right at we would have been buying that at that time anyway. You, you I got it. No,
1: no. I think Salabout was pretty high dollar because it because of the dual format. Really? I don't know. I, I didn't. I actually Christmas. wound up not buying it.
0: <laughs> I got it for Christmas, so I don't remember how much it was yeah. at the time, but I know I have it. Um. So, uh, yeah. So the so the streaming part was also interesting to me that I don't know a whole lot about how that stuff goes, except for the tidbits I hear is that. It's great for people that own their own music, financially speaking. Yeah. Um, for new bands that I know, the whole record label stuff contract is way mm-hmm. different than it used to be. But apparently, it's not a great deal. Let's just say if if they don't own the, all the rights to their music, and I'm pretty sure you know, we one of the things that you always heard about Tool of why this album took so long is there were s- supposed like legal things going on with their entertainment company and so on and so forth. I believe they own a good portion of their music. So yeah. admittedly my sort of skeptical side went a little bit to that of, you know, putting the stuff out there for streaming now jumping ahead a little bit. And again, we, we talked about this before, but um, I, I felt a little less skeptical when I saw that the fear inoculum album um, was immediately available for streaming as well. So, you know, like for me, like I imagine most people have Amazon prime, it, 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 I had it immediately. on I thought Amazon I thought we Music. weren't
1: mentioning things like that, like where you found your other deal. But now you're saying Amazon Prime, so it's free to go.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I said Amazon before, so yeah. I'll, I'll stick. No, with I got, that. got you. Got you. <laughs> um, so I assume I don't have Spotify, but I'm assuming it's the same. Like, you yeah, I believe I believe it's all
1: on there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure iTunes, the Apple Music Unlimited, yeah, right. It's it's on right. there too, um, or whatever
0: it's called. So at, at least from that standpoint, it's it's good that it's that available. And again, the other is, you know, always been a band. It's sort of the contradiction of, okay, yes, it's all the art and so on, what you see at the shows, but they've also done the thing of like, they want to be a cohesive band. They don't want you to see the individual members. Um, interestingly enough, I did in, in the pictures I saw of the current artwork, there are pictures of each of them. So they've sort of gone back and forth. I feel like with that, I think mm-hmm. like undertow, you don't, you can't see their faces. I don't think much
1: at all. Anima, kind of same alarm. deal yeah uh, i'd and, have to go back and, and look um, i don't actually i don't think they're on any of them
0: not really and, and so at least in that what i thought i saw in the insert for this mm. one they're they're there so um you know don't know if that if that sort of has changed at all or not I don't know. but on well on that note i guess we can move to to the album specifics and one of the things i was going to ask about is so <sighs> yeah. they're popular enough right that they're the type of band that Uh, For me, I can count maybe five bands where I know the names of every single member of the band. Would you call
1: them popular, or would you just call the fans ravenous?
0: (laughs) Well, I guess the stats will be able to tell. Didn't they say for the uh, digital? Okay, they they did. They did set some records. It was something like the top ten streaming for, which was the first time ever. So I'd say a little bit of both. I think anybody that's a rock fan, whether they're hard rock or Mm. just alternative rock, something like that. I have. I think. I won't say at least owns a Tool album, but at least knows who they are. And uh, you know, they're the type of band that doesn't matter where they go. It seems like they're going to sell out a show, um, you know, pretty quickly in some pretty large, large venues. But uh, at least I'll say for for me, there's only a number of bands that I like enough that I know each individual's name from the band. And I feel like Tool has become enough of a behemoth that sort of you can analyze each person in the band for what they're doing. And of course, Maynard's the 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 main example of that. So, mm-hmm. w- what's what's your opinion? You know, overall for this album of of what he's contributing,
1: he's done some press for it. Uh, he, yeah. he did he did the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I'm a little I'm left a little. I don't know if I want to say wanting more or. I feel short It changed on the amount of um, vocal presence on the songs. Like, and, and, and I'm to be, to be fair, like we're all getting older. You're not going to be able to keep that same scream or growl up right. for your entire life. They have to change. So there is that factor. Um, I think I was a little. I'm a little upset with the lyrics on some of the uh, on one of the songs in particular. Let's see. Where did I make that note? Towards the end, if I if you're if if
0: I know what you're referencing. Yeah, it's
1: track nine. It's Tempest with the seven instead of a T. (laughs) Talking about talking about cookies and cream. Uh, Know what I mean? But then a, a quick a quick look back at some lyrics. Yeah. Rosetta Stone does mention Krispy Kreme, which is funny to me. But Rosetta Stone is also um, better than Tempest. You know, I mean, I I think lyrically, I mean, I think, I I, I don't want to say this, I think Maynard's stronger than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, who who puts the words juxtapose in a song and makes it it flow and make it work? Um and, you know, he has gone back on um the lyrics. Um you know, black and white are all I see in my infancy, red and yellow that came to be. You know, he's gone back and said it was a cheap trick that he put in there because it was based on a uh it was it based on the Fibonacci sequence, mm-hmm. uh uh that set of lyrics. It, but however, it's I don't know, I I I honestly I liked those lyrics because I kind of took it as his um uh, evolution through music, black and white. Yeah, being Tool, red and yellow, mm-hmm. a perfect circle. Then came to be. That, that's, yeah. how, that's how I interpret it. Right. I could be completely wrong, right. but you know, so I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's kind of cool." I can kind of see how he's talking about his evolution through music. Yeah, uh, but you know, th- those those are just kind of what I assigned uh, the meaning of right. those lyrics, which could be completely wrong. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I'm just saying that there is no song in here where I'm like, oh man, that, those lyrics are just awesome. Like I feel like I'm going to remember, uh, I think, you know, this album was definitely very musically focused and it's almost like the lyrics were just, just there, Mm -hmm. um, which was, it was just, it's, it's different. Right. Uh, it's not where we are where I was expecting. I think and I think a lot of tool fans may be wanting more. Which is never bad mm-hmm. when you're you're selling a product.
0: Right. Yeah. Which I- at
1: the end of the day, they, this is how they make their living. This is one of the ways they make their living. Besides, right. you know, other bands art. Wineries, jujitsu studios, restaurants, um, (laughs) comic book stores, music stores, yeah, and everything Um, else. (laughs) Yeah, so it's you know we we the lyrics um, there's nothing that's really grabbed me yet as as being um, amazingly lyrical to me.
0: Yeah, the only that I would maybe point to, and to your point, like (laughs) we're all getting older, right? Like I'm not as apt to even. Sit and read the lyric sheet when I'm listening to the to the to the album like I would have been, you know, years ago. So, admittedly, I haven't caught as much yet. You don't have
1: lyric sheet, lyric <laughs> sheets. This was something yeah. last night when I was mm-hmm. listening to to the album with a friend. Is it 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 struck me all day yesterday? We were hanging out. I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and we were listening to it. It was streaming through his um, Apple Watch or his phone. Mm-hmm into his car stereo. And then that night we were listening to it on like uh, Amazon echo and I'm like, Alexa, what song is this? Like, because I no longer have a physical copy of this, I have to pick up my phone. I have to ask Alexa. Yep. I don't have uh, something that's going to help me keep score and I can associate either track number, track name with the music which I think is possibly why maybe they never went streaming is because Mm -hmm. they, as they, as as mayor talked about on Joe Rogan, they wanted that cohesive thing. They wanted to stand as a a complete thing or now it's like, Oh, I'm going to see how many check marks, how many tick marks an individual song gets Mm -hmm. uh, because of popularity. And you can see that already on uh, the fear inoculum single. It's five, you know, tick marks strong. Right. uh, But none of the other ones are. So I don't have lyric sheets. I can read an article on my phone. It has oh, lyric sheets, but I don't have yeah. my, I don't have my uh, lyric sheets. I don't have yeah. my, my track list in front of me, which I think was whole, we go back to the packaging again. It was for this band. It is part of that experience. And mm-hmm. and that is my fault for not ordering <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that the album. I should have it. I should have the physical copy because uh, for whatever reason I didn't.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm almost thinking a little bit the opposite because I would have to go back and know for sure but. I don't think Undertow had lyrics in it. I'm pretty Probably sure. Probably didn't. Yeah, but I'm had, but it sure. But, I I had, but had, it either, but had right? a tracklist. Track list. sure. Yeah, definitely tracklist. But But um, at least when I'm doing the Amazon thing, it's got like the lyric, you know, you pop it up and it actually, as the song goes, mm-hmm. you can watch them go. So uh, usually I don't have time to be looking at something like that. But, you know, when I woke up early in the morning and, and gave it a first listen, I had the chance. So the first one that I brought it up on was uh, Invincible, and there's a couple lines in that one where he talks about like trying to stay relevant, and uh, mm-hmm. that was one. Again, don't know if that's supposed to be specifically for them or not. It was like, okay, that could you know be a little bit of the, you know, older and hey, you know, it, it, was there anything with the Tool legacy that they could have put out that you know everybody would have said okay, yeah, this is this is definitely sort of in line because it's almost like Star Wars, right? Like yeah, <laughs> it's almost like anything you put out is not gonna please everybody. So do they have a little bit of that same kind of thing? other than that, I didn't really pay that much attention to the lyrics specifically. Mine was more of the melodies uh, or dare I say lack thereof in this particular album? And again, I, I wasn't sure if it was just me, but we before we we started this podcast, it sounded like we had a similar thought that. You know he's doing a lot of sort of the the rhythmic type of lyrics and, and melody in there, but not necessarily the hooks that that are driving along the songs that I feel like you know we maybe we're a little bit more used to. Mm-hmm. So um, again, a buddy of mine was his first take was. You know i can take or leave maynard at this point like a a singer and i'm like okay now he came back and he said no never mind (laughs) that was a little strong but um it's it's interesting now the other i will say going back to the sort of how big they are and sort of each individual person and what they do i remember specifically with Ten Thousand days they put something out that said they intentionally made the vocals lower than it would be in sort of a standard rock track now they they suggested that it was makes a song sound heavier because you have the rest of the music that's that's sort of driving it. I always kind of also interpreted that going back to like, they want to be a cohesive band, not like the individual parts. That was, at that point, Maynard had become pretty much, you know, the, the center the focal point for the band with a perfect circle and so right. on. So I kind of interpreted that as a little bit of a way to get away from that. Now they've gone almost to the
1: Go, go go take a listen to Undertow. I mean, it's it, Maynard's vocals are very difficult to understand. Right? right. On Undertow. Yeah. Right. Um, I think probably well, Swamp Song. Maybe. I can't Go back and listen. to Yeah. It. <laughs> but I think you know it, they've always been. I don't want to call it like mumble. Uh, sure. It's, but it's not. It's not mumble. It's just. It's. Uh, it. It is much. It, it, they're just. They've been difficult. They're difficult to understand historically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, that was done on purpose. But yeah. after Undertow, the vocals did start driving the bus a bit more. Right. Um, right. Um, so I, I think that's... To, I want to I yeah, mention ahead. something. Um, so I, I put some messages out on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, posts out on Facebook saying, hey, we're going to be talking about Tool on a Podcast. Um, I want to know what you think about this. Um, you brought up uh, Musical.ly, uh, and, and you, you play music. Right. I just listen to it and pretend to know what I'm talking about on podcasts. Um, Heather uh, wrote, uh, definitely a throwback album. It's good if you like the 90s stuff they produce. Also good is some of the experimental. Uh, I like the newer Techniques. Love the rhythms and times they're using. Lots of seven eighths. One mm-hmm. song sounds like it goes from five eighths to six eighths. Yeah, and it provides an interesting sound map. And I believe Heather is a uh, is a musician, so she would know those things. Right? <laughs> yeah, they do. They Can you explain the that to me.
0: And, uh, yeah, the time signatures. I mean, I, put it this way. I think the most obvious version of that would be. Um, it would be like vicarious at least from like older mm-hmm. when you know they get to the like and then you know just sort of keeps hitting almost that sort of staccato type of rhythm that's going on and a lot of the songs sort of go back to that or i was even thinking for example the way i think it's a s- Numa. i think the way it ends is very much like 46 and 2 where they like sort of start it as a certain you know resolves itself as like a 4-4 and then the the timing of it gets changed and then yeah for the drummers of the world they'd probably even be better at figuring out what the time signatures are um you know sort of when they get to some of the the breakdowns in the middle Mm -hmm. um they tend to resolve themselves at least yeah (laughs) you know towards the end but agreed yeah there, there was some of that in there um and i also agree that this felt more like lateralis to me than than anything else so i don't know if that's what what the comment meant about Sort of the throwback part, but the, sonically, I think was, it did sound like there that. There was
1: some definitely some familiar elements. Uh, some of the guitars and the drums definitely felt uh, familiar to Lateralis and 10,000 Days, mm-hmm. which is cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But for me, yeah. for 13 years of waiting, <laughs> yeah. I wanted changed. I wanted familiar but new Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm probably just being greedy. Yeah. I, I am because I, I'm a fan. I've been listening to them since I was in grade school. And, you know, we've waited this long and stuck around and, oh, it's going to be the year. Mm-hmm. So, yep. again, every tool fan is probably like, oh my God, it's here.
0: Yeah. Well, and one of the but, themes when we get to what, at least right now, is my favorite song to your point, at least from a guitar riff standpoint, I thought was maybe the most unique. Um, Kind of for the reason you're saying. like Mm -hmm. um, A a lot of the rest of the album is very much sort of the types of riffs, types of sounds that they have. So um, I was happy sort of the the lead off of, I'll just say, Invincible. Like I said, so far it is my favorite track. And it's because that beginning, sort of the the way he does that riff, um, feels a little bit like a system of a down, actually, to me. uh, the, The way that he does it. But then it's sort of melts into that sort of familiar tool style, which I like. I mean, that is a, is a, is a good thing there. But, but yeah, a lot of the other riffs are um, similar yeah, to, to some of the, the other stuff. So that, that's true.
1: Uh, so you bring up Invincible. My friend uh, friend of mine, who we were talking to last night, who's in Germany, was literally listening to it at 4 a.m. his time drinking drinking whiskey. Uh, he said, Invincible, uh, Culling Voices, oh, I'm sorry, Culling Voices and Tempest are essentially the same song. Would you agree?
0: Uh, yes, I'd probably have to listen to it more. Ooh. Well, I should say, I won't say necessarily comparing those, but I know, again, one thing we talked about before is there's definitely a, a pattern for most of the songs of like the build up and then it seems like... Last... throw
1: away the first 3 minutes and 13 seconds and just go into the song.
0: Uh, yeah, uh you know what it was it was even earlier than that that I was it Numa or was it
1: Descent. new uh, numa took we listened to it early it was like 3 345
0: yeah yeah and one of those and, and it's almost like you could literally in your head think of like if this was an older tool album Maynard would have started singing already and then there was a whole completely different change before like he even came in um so yeah i i felt that and and it yeah it takes a little longer for sort of the build up to come in and it was all in a similar pattern so I can't say for the for those two particular mm-hmm. songs if they sounded like the same ones or not, but um, I, I can see the familiarity from track over track.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I honestly I've been listening to it more as a complete package than an indiv- than individual songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wanted to put uh, Dave's comment out there yeah. for for debate. Just throw throw a bomb out there. While
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like I said my uh, one buddy of mine. Uh, was not so sure about again, going back to the the Mater contribution, but then he came back and said that he was, he was really into it. Uh, my other buddy who's, um, really good drummer. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of similar musical tastes, but tool was always the thing we could, we came together on the most, uh, you know, gave it a big thumbs up in general. And actually that might even be a transition to sort of the other members of the band. And I think I had seen this comment just, you know, out in social media in general. Um, especially referencing Tempest which certainly is mm-hmm. the heaviest song so it didn't surprise me that you know sort of the hardcore Tool fans we Tem- want, Tempest we, with a 7 we want a little bit yeah Tempest with a 7 a, a little bit of that but um, it felt like the drums Danny Carey was really sort of the driver of nearly the whole album now mm-hmm. I, my take on that is for most of us at this point our interactions with Tool is the live shows and the show we just saw uh, let's call it 60% of the encore was just Danny Carey with his synthesizer and this massive drum kit and doing what he does. So it didn't yeah. surprise me. And I guess that's the other thing that made it feel like
1: it's a good representation of their live show <laughs> where, they, is where it? they, well, where they, is do it, it love- because, because in the live show. Yeah. Okay. If the album was a live show, I would never go see another live show. Yeah because the live show works with the additional elements of Danny Carey's drumming, it's it, it, it works because you have all of that one, two, three, four, five six mm-hmm. albums of credit that right. they've built up mm-hmm. uh, and catalog that they've built up right where, where they can work in these elements that are just synth, just drums just I'm gonna play around. And 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 have a Grateful Dead jam session, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it works because it's it's cohesive. It gives other people time to rest.
0: Gives right. the audience
1: a little bit of break from 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 you know breaking their neck uh, and, <laughs> sure. and, and, and screaming their own faces off. I, I I feel like there's too much of it. On yeah, this album. well, there's, and that there's right. four tracks of it. It's a right. it's a it's a, a ten track album and. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's what they – but that is – they do that with their live show with the other songs. So like you mentioned like for Salival, however the heck you say it, um, you know, the version of Push It on there I think is like 15 or 16 minutes. So they've added like an extra four minutes, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what I mean by it. like they take the other songs that aren't as long as these songs and sort of rework them, redo you know certain ones and so on. And then that's the type of song you have on this album. To your point, like – not a lot of us have a lot of time to sit there and go through that. Rather than like let's you know, if you're in your car or wherever, you know, yeah. get get it in and, and you know, <laughs> sort of move on with with what you're doing with your day. So it is hard to sort of carve that out. But um, that's why it feels like a sort of a bit of their live sets to me is because yeah, each song is sort of this yeah. odyssey. Good or, didn't say good or bad odyssey, just odyssey. <laughs> um, but his drumming is pretty. I think is really. Oh yeah, I mean it's and, awesome. And, and it sounds like the drums are even a little bit more dialed in, just bigger. I mean, as far as the kick drums, stuff like that. Now, admittedly, it's been a while since I've actually sat down and listened to an album properly mm-hmm. on headphones. So it might just be that I've forgotten what that's like. Yeah. And so I, it sounded better. But
1: And I've only listened to the album in a car and on like a, a speaker. I have not listened yeah. to them with headphones on to right. sort of get that experience. Uh of the the little nuances, but you're you're not the first person to say listen to it with your headphones on. Right. You'll pick up a lot more right, uh, right. nuances.
0: And the only thing I had for notes for for sort of the guitars and and bass, um, I, I'm there. I'm actually kind of happy with the familiarity. I have this weird complex where like any of my favorite bands, I'm always afraid that sort of like the sound altogether will just change. Like it won't even sound like them. And at least from that standpoint, like it's that familiar bass tone, that sort of echoey, you know, driving the melody. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the guitars. It's it's that same sort of chunky sound that's going on with <laughs> a little bit of the talk box that's, that, you know, sort of first came out in 10,000 days. And, you know, they're continuing to do the the breakdown, stuff like that. So I don't have anything necessarily to like point out of being highlight or low light, except just that at least again, sonically speaking, it's familiar.
1: So... Here's a comparison, and I hate myself for making it. The first three Metallic albums, first four Metallic albums, mm-hmm. I will listen to every any day. Yeah. Cannot stand the Black Album Forward. Is this Tools Black Album for me? <laughs> Maybe you know <laughs> i'm scared of that answer well
0: <laughs> well the other thing is if it takes that long to put out another album they're i don't 50s ish so mm-hmm. they have another album in them <laughs> you know depending so on.
1: my uh my, my friend john made it made a point and said that there are teenagers mm-hmm. alive today right that up until friday right never knew a a, a new tool album would right. be produced
0: right yep
1: that's, I mean, that's, that, that goes back to that whole 13 days that everybody's been crying about myself included. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, so it's just, you know, it, I'm like, man, is this, is this where it's going to die for me? And I'm, and I'm only going to take uh, 10,000 days and, uh, and to opiate. And that's, that's where my, my tool fanboyness right. is going to end. Yeah, I'll still go see them live. Yeah, but
0: well, you know, was, this was going to be sort of my punchline for the very end, but it's poignant it now. Of like, that was sort of where I ended up too. Of like, okay, if, if you take two of these songs, which any two, you're talking twenty plus minutes, and are you happy with those two songs bumping essentially four other Tool songs at a live show? Because you know they're, they they play for about an hour and a half, yeah, and that's it, right? So that's what you're talking about with the new stuff being incorporated into the set, and like. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I've just gotten you know set in my ways. I can't take on new any any new things. And uh,
1: and and I'll take it on. I just yeah. I, it just it's not it's not. I need to listen to it more to probably right. appreciate it, and then maybe I'll talk myself into it. Yeah. It's kind of like for me, like I don't know, or for everybody. The Did you watch Lost? I did not. Okay. So anyway, Lost was a great show mm-hmm. and had so many, like, off-air elements to it where people would try and figure stuff out and, you know, and, and talk about it, much like we're doing now. Right. Um, and then the finale rolls around and everybody was, as with most finales, people are disappointed because right. you build it up mm-hmm. and you, you have a certain expectation that you're setting for somebody else who you've never met, right. who's been feeding you their artwork and you've just been taking it in yeah. and then expecting them to give you a payoff that you've built up and set yeah. your expectations to so I think you know and, and it could be for me that i'm I'm setting my expectations too high i'm <laughs> i'm I'm wanting more than the world can give yeah. um, one one other person we we get yeah. back to tempest really quick uh, this is I, I posted on one of those buy nothing groups I wished for people's opinions yeah if you don't know what a buy nothing group is look it up. Uh Tempest is great. Best song on the album. The title track is also pretty good. The rest is kind of redundant, much like Slayer, ACDC, Megadeth, etc. Huh. Okay. You know what sound you're getting off any new album. This is from Nick, who spells it N I space C K.
0: Fair enough. Nike.
1: Or Nick.
0: <laughs> N-N-K. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I, I. Yeah. I think similar, and uh, that that sort of similar take. Once maybe maybe a few more listens will, will make more of it stand out. So well, I think with that, we're ready to sort of do the quick rundown of uh, of the tracks and and talk about you know again highlights, lowlights, favorite favorite song, and uh, anything in between. And funny that last note you said. Fear Inoculum is, is the song that leads off the album. I, I
1: you called you called Fear Inoculum something earlier. What did you call it?
0: Oh, did, other than boring?
1: No, no I didn't call it <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> no, you called it their first single, and yeah, I said I yeah, refuse. Main, I refuse yeah. to call it the first single. Yeah, I
0: said. <laughs> for, yeah, that is true. That first single, and specifically, I think for every other other album. You could argue that the first single off the album is the best song. You could argue, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying it's my favorite or not. This one, like, that is a definite no. <laughs> I have listened to the song, uh, obviously, more than any others because it was released before the album It was, was all and, we had. Yeah, right. That's all we had to listen to. It was a
1: taste of the drug that is Tool.
0: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, it's not a bad song. It's just, it. It's like you said, it's all those elements that are already I mean, it, there. It
1: shifts gears, what, two, three, four mm-hmm. times? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and again, maybe comparing to Ten Thousand Days or really any of their other albums, they they tend to start a lot faster uh, with the first song, like whether it's Vicarious, whether it's you know track one from from Enema, or um, and so, so this was sort of the first where it's a very slow build to start the album. So
1: there's there's no song on this album that just kicks in mm-hmm. and goes. Right. Yep, and it's like. And, and and for me that that's one thing i'm really missing is that that instant instant gratification yep yep I want my drug yeah or I want i want my song i want it to 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 hit hard and and just go and I mean look at Jombie. god yeah uh grudge uh I mean it, um you know i mean there's just so many good songs in the catalog that just kick kick in and go. And I'm just like, right. man, when am I going to get that? Yeah. And I have to wait two, three minutes for it to build into right. almost that. Yeah.
0: Almost that. And then, and, and yeah.
1: Oh, uh, was it Numa? Numa uh-huh. does that.
0: Eventually. Yeah. Um, it's, it, uh, that, that, that was the track where I think I, I started to settle in just because Lateralis is probably as a whole, my favorite album. And like, like we said before, this, sounds a lot like lateralis Mm -hmm. and um the the beginning part sounds like um ticks and leeches like the middle breakdown the slow ticks and leeches part is the almost the exact same guitar tone as the beginning of Numa, and then and and it does a nicer or better job i think of building up and then having sort of that that heavy kick in at the at the very end Mm -hmm. it's 11 i got it at almost 12 minutes (laughs) so it takes a while to get there but um Again, actually, for me, that familiarity made it sort of more palatable for me than, than Fear oculum did.
1: All right, then track three. Have you have you translated that? <laughs> sing, sing. Sounds French?
0: Well, like we said, we, we talked about skipping the um, yeah, so let's the skip interlude tracks, we'll call, okay. it, call it. So, uh, I then, don't have so let's
1: skip three. <laughs> uh, then we go to four, Invincible, which for me is yep. one of the two singles because that was... Uh, at the live that, show. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was played at the live show and we all, you know, sat there eyes wide and just right. Jaws on the floor that mm-hmm. we were hearing new material. Right. And, and by the time we saw it, the, the YouTube video of, uh, performances earlier that week,
0: yeah, we're uh, up. Had,
1: had, we're, yeah. We're up. Uh, but that stuff just sounded like a hot mess. And it was like, I yeah, yeah, don't I don't know what, know what I'm, I'm listening to. Right. I'm just going to wait three days and yeah. see it in person. Yeah. So, you know, invincible, um, Solid song. It's good. Cool. Let's keep it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, the things I mentioned for this one was that was the, the beginning riff. Like I said, it reminded me of system of a down just the way. Hmm. So like, for example, um, Oh, I'm going to from 10,000 days, like the wings from Reese into 10,000 days, which they play a lot live. That sort of like arpeggio type of thing that they've got going on is what I'm more used to. I feel like for them, this one was a little more, I like to call it grinding as far as the riff is concerned. And, Um, but then, like I said, it sort of turns into the more familiar tool type of song after that. And then the midpoint for that one, the breakdown is, I'd have to look at the the guitar parts exactly, but it is basically Jombie at like half time, (laughs) like half speed, uh, which I love Jombie. uh, So again, the familiarity is, um. Is cool, but it was interesting. Like, man, this this is a lot like that. So, but for me, it was actually this so far is the strongest song. And like I said, maybe that also is I happen to sit down and look, read the lyrics for that one and like them. So yeah. we'll we'll see if it stays that way. But that's that's where I'm at so far. Be-
1: beating chest and drums, beating tired bones again. Age old battle. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how, Has, they, that's how they, they felt. I guess that's how they felt about making the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, descending.
1: Oh which, yes. Cause we're going to, we're going to do what we're going to skip number five. Yes. Another filler five. one, Legion inoculant. And then descending. I don't have much for
0: these. <laughs> yeah. They, they, other than Tempest and the fact that, um, you know, like I said, that seems to be the, the favorite, um, even though it's, it's such a, it's, it's a long, long song. Um, yeah, they, they do have that same formula of, of really slow build. You get sort of the payoff at the end. Uh, I appreciate the, you know, sort of the layers for for the guitars and, yeah, the continued, like, talk box, wah, stuff like that that we heard in 10,000 mm-hmm. days. But, yeah, I didn't really have any pointy things. I need to listen to them more. I guess I'll just – I'll stick with that yeah. for those couple of songs.
1: I feel like it's a cop-out, but I think, honestly – It's gonna take me a while to to really say this is this is a this is good for me. Yeah. Yeah. And oh so let's see, we talked a little bit about culling voices. Um Number eight, chocolate chip trip. Yeah, right. Come on. I did bring chocolate chip cookies. You over. Did yeah.
0: So so before we sat down and, and recorded, we had dinner and uh, to, to celebrate. Brandon brought some uh, cookies and cream ice cream,
1: which is referenced in Tempest. And, Not the ice cream part, just cookies and cream.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, and some chocolate chip cookies, so that we could uh, yeah. be in the in the right mood. Um, a little bit of a.
1: I was throwing shade.
0: Yeah, I was. I was going to call a jab. <laughs> yeah, I was throwing that's a shade. Good thing to say. For, uh for for some of the stuff on the album that we're not we're not used to um in, in other tool albums at least at this point, so
1: it's a little i, think, I don't know just playing with some synthesizer, some sort of and making synthesizer. Just, yep I'm gonna press some stuff, let the kids go play with stuff
0: even see I'm going to go back to one of and I forget which one it is I think it's the number three Litany contre la saying oh say that right um where you handled using, that well i i would have butch- I I butchered it i think he's using a talk box and like synthesizer together mm-hmm. and so on and yeah so i'm thinking a similar like okay this is sort of a high-tech piece of equipment to like hey make make the song out of and it was it was it was fine too but yeah the, the chocolate chip trip um that that's definitely a different one for for them um and then i guess we'll end it with uh mocking beat so i had and read, Tem-
1: tempest is number 9 but we we've talked about that uh, yeah i
0: mean like I, said, I think it's a strong song i think that again my my buddy that's a drummer i think he also agreed litany oh okay so apparently the song that i butchered the name is translated to litany against fear so uh um that that's that's what it means
1: it sounds much stronger in english
0: <laughs> and easier
1: except when you listen to it um ooh that was rough yeah there you I'm go i'm sorry i'm sorry um, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come to regret these words. One yeah, day that's when right. I'm like, I, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> the tool army is gonna. Uh... I have listened to it 25 more times. I have come around, and we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a retraction on this. Yeah, but mocking beat.
0: You know, like what I saw, you know, suggested. Hey, it's it has the, you know, like the birds and the stuff like that, and then purposely sort of just ends mm-hmm. to give you the ability to sort of. Feel your surroundings. Have a moment to, you know, take everything in, and and that's it. I, I I don't know. The the funny part about that, even kind of full circle for us of the the physical copy versus not. That's one that I believe is not on the physical copy. So yeah. Um, you know, because it, I was
1: sort of excited, like, oh, there's so much new stuff. It yeah. Won't fit on a CD. This is gonna be awesome. But then when you hear the three that weren't included, you're like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> oh okay. Um. So Mocking beat for me. I'm like, okay, well, that's, uh, and you listened to the, or re- you read the,
0: um, I read a review. Or the, two no, years. the
1: um, the Maynard's biography, right? Yes, right. That, that was that, that's a that's that's the sounds of the pet store he used to work in.
0: <laughs> I I do get that reference. That yeah. now,
1: now my friend Kalen did say, listening to the album on on uh, on a loop, that that mocking beat, he said flows right back into Fear and Oculum. Mm-hmm. Which is very cool because if you're again looking at the album as a whole, yeah. it's a whole cohesive story mm-hmm. from beginning to end, back to the beginning. Right. It's 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 a wheel, it's circular, which which I think you know again, it's another one of those things where it's artistry, right? And I don't mean to sound like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth, but I can still appreciate the the artistry for it, mm-hmm. uh, but still feel the the pain of not getting the album that I thought I was going to get. Uh, or have, or walk away instantly with a song that's powerful, uh, powerfully strong for me. Yeah. Um, so there's one last thing and, and, and I told, I showed you before this was taking the, uh, new tool logo. Yeah. And if you, you flip it on top of each other in half, it makes a syringe or something that looks like an OD symbol. Uh, I'm just going to say I think it actually looks like the hand of the king pin uh, from Lord, um, from uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> You think that was on purpose too Or it just happens to be I think that they are big uh, Game of Thrones fans okay well, well we'll have to research that there'll be okay. pl- there'll be plenty
0: of theories <laughs> as there always are with uh, with with all things tool um so would you call it a well let me let me say it this way. One of the other reviews that I read, and I thought this was about a spot on, and it, it, it talks about basically taking what they do and going a little bit further. Again, no no track is less than ten minutes, which if you look at their other albums, they always have a few mm-hmm. that are that way, but but never the whole thing that, that goes that long. So basically saying, Hey, for for sort of the initiated tool fans, it's kind of what they're looking for um you know, to get sort of immersed. But hey, if you're Newly, you know, initiated into Tool, it's going to lose you. And I, I thought that
1: was pretty, pretty right on. Um, I, well, let me ask you this question. Would you would you consider yourself an in-touch music fan in 2019? With I, And even, I, I said it earlier, I don't think that this is going to be a recruiter of new Tool fans. No. No, I don't think so. Or could it be? And I'm just... Not, yeah, not in touch with with right. new music. <sighs> but do you think they would they would make an album that was specifically created to to satisfy the the the, the masses and the younger right. audience? Right. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. Right. This right. is this is this is for this is for them. Right. Um, as probably all of their albums are musically right. as an outlet for them and their creative uh, passions. We just happen to be collateral damage good and bad right. um, along that path of um, art and creation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you have to be a Tool fan to really appreciate it. I think you also have to be an artist to, or musically inclined to appreciate, if you're not a Tool fan, but if you are a musician, I think you would appreciate the complexity mm-hmm. of uh, of how it's all put together and how right. it fits, and the the time changes, and 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 all of those elements that I don't really know that other can say it's other than saying it's a complex sound. Right. It's four dudes not making because you can have four you know four musicians mm-hmm. make a lot of noise and sound sound bigger than they are right this is four. these are four guys who are making a lot of music and i would say what would be what would be our genre or our era or classical music almost if you take what they've done with rock and the things that they have done with instruments and the sounds that they have given those and the personalities Mm -hmm. that they've imparted on a drum kit, a guitar and a bass, and even how Maynard weaves his vocals. I mean, it's not your typical lyrics, chorus, lyrics, chorus. Goodbye. Right. You know, they're really weaving a story together. Um, you know, so in that in that matter, I I mean, I, I still respect it. I still I'm going to like it for that that artistry. I mean, uh, Pink Floyd did did the same thing. Uh, um, Jethro Tull, mm-hmm. um, this dude, jamming out on a pan flute. As corny as that sounds, <laughs> the albums were were, were complete stories. Mm. They're meant to be listened to together. Right, right. You know, and I think that's a great that's a great accomplishment for any artist to be able to tell a narrative over a complete album instead of just making a bunch of singles and just pop them off and right. say and buy fair. my you know buy my buy my stuff yeah
0: yeah and i'm, I'm still going to stick with uh you know again for the uninitiated this would not be the place to start mm-hmm. <laughs> so if somebody said to me oh, okay I'm really into hard rock and, you know, tools, you know, one of the, one of the seminal bands I'm supposed to listen to. Where should I start? Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not going to be this one. That's for sure. Um, But again, for me of like most of my most recent experiences with tool is the live, live shows. Mm -hmm. um, And it feels like to me a similar, like you said, even the interaction between the players themselves, the musicians themselves um, that comes across here. So, at least when I throw it on, it's like, oh, okay, I remember that show. I went to yeah. you know, this place, this place, and this place, and you know, had that going on. So that I, I would say, is is where I am at with it. And uh, obviously, I'll give it a number of more listens, just like a uh, any other tool fan will. And like you said, maybe maybe the opinions will change a little bit. Who yeah. knows?
1: I've got I've got one closing closing sure. thought, and then I'm I'm done. This is what we wanted. This is what we're getting. <laughs> yeah. So are
0: you satisfied? <laughs> Remains to be seen. So that's that's our take. Um, so again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, the You can check this out on the website at suburbanfolk.com. Um, all of the episodes are accompanied by Um, a blog post. So for example, you know, we'll put links to tool um, and, you know, to some of the records, stuff like that, as well as, you know, some of the highlights from this, Uh, we will eventually get onto Apple iTunes and some other podcast applications. But when you first hear this, it's possible it's not there yet. So we'll keep you updated on that. Um, So Brandon, appreciate it. Cheers. Um, we'll, thank you. We'll see what happens when uh, again the tool army gets a hold of this, and oh, uh, boy. We'll, we'll make sure that you're okay, both in the digital world and in I, the physical world. <laughs> I, I think
1: I think that everybody has grown up enough to uh, <laughs> to, to. I mean, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the inter internet has given everybody a platform uh, in different formats to voice that opinion, um, and you know like everybody else it's going to take some time to listen to this album but i guess that's the good part right we literally you're like man i want to do a podcast yeah uh i don't know what I, we don't know what the first topic is going to be right then this drops that's and this right. has become our the talk i've been talking about it for it's only been out a day right and a half, two days yep. and talking about it and listening to it nonstop. when i wasn't doing uh something else i was i was listening to this album yeah Agree and thinking and, about what I was going to say and then and, and, and analyze so yeah. I mean it's a success yep it's done its job that's exactly right yeah it's, it's, it's art, it's
0: made us think come back out yeah that I've connected with even for this so, so yeah. that's really cool so all right until next time cheers